You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Égalité, fraternité, victorité. Welcome to Oddball. I'm Amino Hassan. That's Charlotte Wilder. We are still in New York City. Amin's been trapped here. I'm trapped in New York. I can't wait to leave. It's, it's so too, cold. It's too cold for Why? him. It's too cold. I don't like this. No. Let me throw that out there. Growing up in the Northeast, I think, infiltrated my soul in the way that I'm like, it's mi- it's it's misery and I deserve it. It's masochistic. Is yeah. What it is. This belief that like, oh, I have to be miserable. If I'm feeling good in February, what's going on? Totally. Also, uh, completely. Is it? Oh, my God. It's it Mar- March. Also, right? it's March. Um, also, if it's a nice day outside, mm. like if it's warm and sunny, I'm like, if I don't go outside, I am robbing myself of sunlight. Like if it's nice out, I can't do anything except like walk around. It's like, yeah, it's like in school when the teacher says, we're going to do the class outdoors. Like, yeah! Do you want class outside? Well, guess what? We're doing class indoors today because we're the not cool teacher. We're the mean teacher. This is what we're going to do. You Not only are we not doing class indoors, oh, but no. we're going to visit with the doctors. <gasps> That's no! right. We're doing checkups, sticking fingers up places and figuring out these teams' health well, for the rest of the season. That's what we're doing. That's what doctors I need, do. Am I going to have to get a shot? Off. Ah. Uh, also... <laughs> What's going on with those gosh darn knickerbockers? Mm-mm-mm. We'll have a conversation about that. But let's start, Charlotte, yes. with Victor Wembanyama. Mm. It's right here. Article 3, Section 2.5. Got to talk about Victor Wembanyama at least twice a week. Adam won earlier. Now here's the second one. Spurs won a game. Spurs won a game, and they looked pretty good. Big Vic and Big Chet going mm-hmm. going up against each other. Two long string beans who are very good at basketball. I, You know what? I watched that yesterday, and I thought to myself, like in five years, these guys are going to be going at it. Like, I, everyone knows Victor Wembanyama's trajectory, and if he stays healthy, mm-hmm. we expect him to be incredible, one of the most incredible talents he's ever played. Chet, I think, once upon a time had that shine, and then he got hurt and missed his entire rookie year, and then he started this rookie year really well. I don't know if he has that same kind of trajectory, Mm -hmm. but I kind of want him to for the purposes. Like, I just like seeing these two guys go at each other. I do, too. Tom Ziller, who writes Good Morning, It's Basketball, um, had a great piece this morning about how 
there's never been just one face of the league. Like LeBron and Steph. Yes. Have, I mean, obviously LeBron, but also Steph. You yeah. had Kobe. Even he was talking about even in MJ's shadow, like Shaq managed to mm-hmm. loom pretty large. Yeah. So when we say like, who's the next face of the league? It's sort of like, who's who are the next faces? And mm-hmm. these two, if they can keep going against each other. I also had a similar feeling. I mean, when I was watching uh, one Binyama's victory speech mm. after where he said, I miss this. Shit. And then he said he led the crowd. He was like, one, two, three, go. Let's go Spurs. And I was looking at his face being like. Someday he's going to look like an older person and we're going to look back at this and be like, look how young he He was. He was a baby back then. Uh, Charlotte, now when he says, I miss this Mm -hmm. what's the he's referring to? Uh, Victory? Yeah, winning. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) They went one and eight on the rodeo trip. That's got to be soul crushing. I mean, you know, good for him for finding a way to make it positive. (laughs) This is the same reason why like, I I hold a glimmer of hope that the all-star game will be fixed internally, not by rules, not by incentives but mm-hmm. by people like Victor Wembanyama who clearly care about the right things and if he were playing for any other organization that was terrible mm-hmm. I would worry about bad habits about like just the decay and the rot of like you know what nobody cares why should I right but I think San Antonio even though they are not a good team mm-hmm. it is a good organization and so the main thing and the right things will continue to be prominent for him yeah and so he won't suffer from that rot and that decay and he'll maintain this kind of positive spirit you know what it is about victor Wembanyama? what is it he doesn't have a cool jacket on you know how some people walk around it's like take off your oh, cool jacket the cool jacket wow. like stop trying to be like did you get make over that yourself. up or is that a is no that a i heard it somewhere okay. but like not publicly like somebody yeah. i know said it to me once and i was like i love that victor Wembanyama walks around and he's like i give a shit. i care yeah. a lot and he's like i don't even care if that's cool or not like right. i'm just this is how i'm gonna do things yep. take off your cool jacket anthony edwards Jesus. oh shit. shots fired Elsewhere in the association, Charlotte. Yes. Joel Embiid talked to the media for the first time. He did. Yes, he did. Since having his meniscus procedure, which I don't think we still know exactly what it is. We don't know exactly what it is, but we can guess it was a meniscus removal because of words like this where he says, quote, that's the plan as far as coming back this season, regardless of the Sixers record. Obviously, everything has to go right as far as getting healthy and being as close as I'm supposed to be. But yeah, that's the plan. And you want to add on to that, Charlotte, he Mm -hmm. said he's going to try to play for Team USA in the Olympics this summer. Ladies and gentlemen, these are all the words of someone who had a meniscus removal, not a meniscus repair, because a meniscus repair is somewhere in the neighborhood of like six months recovery, six to nine months. Especially since he also said, I think when you look at what unfolded and what we saw, there was only one decision and it was to go the route that I did, which seems sort of like playing defense against like, well, why didn't you have it repaired? Because that has a better long-term prognosis, blah, blah, blah. I'm curious as to whether you think part of this is keeping up his own team's morale like to give them hope yeah yes absolutely like there there would be a feeling if you were out for the season or hey i'll be back if we look good but if we're struggling then never mind yeah there's a feeling of like the ship be sinking and like you know you just kind of Taking salute on, yeah. as you sink, sink slowly into the deep murky abyss but He's trying to say, look, just hold on to that rope. Don't let go. Keep fighting, and I'll come back. And the reality is, I mean, we've seen it again the last couple of years. Like, just get me there. Yeah. We get to the playoffs. It's a whole new ball game. Yes, mm-hmm. we won't have home court advantage, but I always point this out. Home court advantage is literally just one game. Right. Right? It's literally it's just one, one game. game. So, you know, and how many times have we seen, like, the home team loses game two? Guess what? Im- immediately you've lost it right there. Mm-hmm. So I think there is an element of, 
just get me there. And I think we can be great enough to, to finish out. Now, the question is, get me there. Where is he going to be? Is he right. going to be 100%, 90%, 65%? That goes back to kind of what he's saying about everything has to go right as far as getting healthy. What is healthy? Healthy, well, I don't know because he was, I mean, he was averaging 35.3 points, 11.3 mm -hmm. rebounds, 5.7 assists per game. He, he was potentially going to be the first person since Wilt Chamberlain to have more points than minutes played. Mm -hmm. and, and then, and he said, I, I still don't think I was at the top of my game. Like I it's still, I didn't feel 100%. So if you get Joel Embiid, if he, if that's not him at 100% in his mind, Let's get him at 50, even. Yeah, like, I mean, well, fine. last 15 games are 4-11. and 11. Mm -hmm. They have a net rating of basically minus 10 yeah. a game. That will be worst in the entire league. They played a little bit better recently, but yeah. still, like, you know, this is, a, this is an uphill battle. Mm -hmm. I mean, the team was designed and built, especially after the Harden trade, centered around Embiid and his availability. And so him not being out there, I think you really do start to risk – not just, hey, look, okay, we're going to get there, but, like, we're going to get there Are playing. you? Right. Yeah, are you going to be in the plan? And the plan, depending on where you are, you fall far enough, one loss, and you're out. Now, I don't think they're going to fall that far, but also the bad news is you're going to be fighting against other teams that are pretty hungry. Now, Trey Young getting hurt. Maybe that right. buys them a little bit of time as far as pressure from Atlanta. I don't know, though. I mean, I feel like we're seeing a lot of teams get a second wind here. Yeah. I mean, the way the Warriors are playing, for example, I know that's in the West, yeah. obviously, but like, I, I feel like this is the point in the season where you see like, oh, man, these guys look great, yeah. and we're we're starting to do the the this the this graph they're meeting well, you know what i'm trying to say like, yeah yeah like the, the the rise in the yeah run or and whatever. it's like well this is a pretty good time to be rising yeah and then the other part of this that is very very interesting is the strength of schedule so okay. for instance miami mm -hmm. who's right in the mix with philadelphia jostling to get out of that plan they've got like one of the easiest remaining uh schedules in the league and all right so for philadelphia they have a an okay strength of schedule. It's one of the easiest in the league. Okay. Right? Not quite as easy as Miami's, but here's who they have. All right. They've got to play the Thunder once. they got to play the Clippers twice. they got to play Cleveland once, Milwaukee once, the Knicks twice, and the Suns once. On the other hand, they still have the Hornets twice. Okay. The Grizzlies twice. Okay. The Nets twice. Okay. The Spurs, Pistons, and Raptors once apiece. So Jesus. Don't. Like, you've got some hay to make right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. And I think if they can get there, riding the wave of corpses <laughs> of teams that just are, like, waving white flags, mm -hmm. you can get to a position where, okay, Joel comes back and it's not out of the question. The other part about being in the plane, though, mm -hmm. is you're most likely going to have to play the Boston Celtics mm. or the Milwaukee Bucks, who... Mm. Jokes aside, that's still Giannis and Damian Lillard in a playoff scenario. That's not anyone's dream matchup. Yeah, if they're going to do that, Embiid's got to be feeling pretty good. Chris Paul revealed on Dwayne Wade's podcast called The Why that Chris Paul was almost traded to Miami to team up, wait for it, with LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. Chris Paul says that the only reason, and Dwayne Wade agrees with him, that the only reason this trade did not happen is because neither of them would give up wearing the number three. Roll the tape. 
right? And then who was it? Was it CJ? Was it CJ that said something about who gonna wear number three? Bro, that's what I wanted to get to. We talk about all this about who gonna have the ball. Okay, we can all play together now, CP. I can play off the ball. We done yeah. figured all that out. And somebody said, well, who gonna wear number three? Silence. <laughs> Listen. Mess the whole trade up. That's why the trade ain't happened. Mess the whole trade up. Because CP could wear number three in Miami. Mess Listen, the whole trade up. I don't know what they was going to do. Because you was older, you probably could have just won. No, no, no. I wasn't older. You was, was older prime. than me. I was, prim- I was in my prime. I know, but because you older than me, you just wear 33. No, no, no. And so this is the conversation we're having. And I'm like, I, that's my number. He's like, well, that's my number. Yeah. What we going to do? What we going to do? Six? No, that ain't it. The that basketball number means that so much it. that. So, yeah, they, had, so you saying so we didn't get a chance to see this trade because of a number three? Man, that's listen, what I'm saying. Listen. Wow, I'm saying the trade didn't go down. Rally didn't pull the trigger because CP <laughs> wasn't gonna be with number three. Because you could have two, could have two listen, number three. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen, let me tell you, we had talked for a while too. We had talked about what the team would Bro, look like. Bro, we started getting excited. We had talked about what the team would look like. All this different type of stuff, and then. <laughs> I think it was CJ it that was sitting over CJ. there. He we was like, think he was like what number, number you going to wear? What number am I going to wear? What number he going to wear? <laughs> and that ended hey, the whole conversation, you know, everybody. You know how the football team, <laughs> like two guys be having a number? We just going to have to do something. <laughs> we just going to have to do something. There's no way. It doesn't make sense. Do you think they're kidding? They sort of sound like they're kidding. I, I think that conversations definitely happen. Yeah. And I think, you know, as it does happen with, Star players. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you go to your star player and say, "Hey, look, we have a chance to add this guy," and so you start thinking, "Oh, maybe." And, and when you get deep into trade talks, mm-hmm. usually the teams will allow teams to communicate with one another, but obviously players don't need to follow that the protocol, so they can talk to each other as much as they want. And so, yes, I believe they believe that it was imminent. I just find it hard. Look, look at the cap sheet. For yeah. the for the Heat at the time, right? Chris Paul made about fourteen fifty million dollars that year. Wade, Bosch, and LeBron are off the table. So now this is what's left: Mario Chalmers, Mike Miller, Shane Battier, Joel Anthony, Norris Cole. No disrespect to any of those guys; those are nice yeah. players, good vets. Championship, obviously, they won, they all won titles, right? That's hardly the package you get. For a superstar player like Chris Paul, leaving a small market team has to pick up the pieces. Then you start saying, okay, what about draft picks? Well, there's two problems. One is Miami was going to be amazing, so mm-hmm. obviously the picks weren't going to be great. But that's not even the, the main problem. The main problem is they already owed picks. They owed picks to Cleveland mm-hmm. for the sign and trade of LeBron. Mm-hmm. They owed picks to Toronto for the sign and trade of Bosch. So we're talking about when are these picks going to come? How many picks can they actually offer? And what type of players are we getting back in return? And I love Andy Ellsberg and everybody in that Heat front office. But it's just not realistic that they could have come up with a package that would have been good enough for Chris Paul. And here's the final feather in my cap. (laughs) Go on, Yankee Doodle. Because you might say, well, you know, teams do bad deals all the time. Yes, we know that because the Hornets tried to do a bad deal with the Lakers to send Chris Paul there. And that was, quote-unquote, a done deal until, obviously, David Stern acting as the owner of the Hornets because at that time they were in between owners and a sale. So he was the governor of the team. He said, 
this is a terrible deal for our franchise. I'm not allowing that to happen as the owner. Laker fans get confused and think like, the commissioner said we would be too good. Like, no, he's doing it because he's looking out for the best interest of the franchise. Similarly here, I cannot imagine David Stern would say, yes, Mario Chalmers and Norris Cole, what a great deal. Give them all and then you have a four-person team. Le- yeah. Okay, LeBron, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Paul, could they beat the worst team in the league four on five with those guys? No. Okay. No, they come close though. Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shay and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy for the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make six trophies your go to companion podcast. Follow six trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Well, the New York Knicks. First of all, what was the Tyler report last night after that loss of the Warriors? Oh, God. Well, for those of you who don't know, I'm married to a Knicks fan. His name is Tyler. And watching the end of that game, the Knicks kept it within like 7 to 10. Flirted? Like, are yeah. they going to make this comeback or not? Against the Warriors. And also, Jericho Sims. It's just like watching him. He is never in the right place. <laughs> and like, just anyway. Um, and, you know, at the end... Towards the end, someone just takes a three that bounces right off the rim, and Tyler just like grabs his face. And with like a minute 30 left, and it, I think Steph hits a three, and it's just like Jonathan Kuminga hits a three, and Tyler just like turned it off. And I was like, Do you want to watch the JLo doc? I'm telling you, there's no greater sound in basketball. And it's, it only happens at the garden, mm-hmm. I feel like, when someone misses a shot. Like in a crucial moment <laughs> yeah. of the game where we all know, hey, we need a make right here. And it, guy, it was Dante DiVincenzo. Mi- we miss very, very poorly. There's this groan that comes out. Like, like, oh, like from the belly of the arena itself. And it's it's a knowledge of, oh, that was it. That's ball game yep. right there. Yep. It is the greatest sound. I love <laughs> the groan of the garden crowd. It's It always makes my hair stand up. But yes, tough February. Tough Feb. Um, they went four and eight. Yeah, not not quite the January they had when not they were the darlings. Not the fourteen and two January they are missing OG Ananobi still. Yes. Although some good news, he's been cleared to shooting and court work. Not yet for contact, but that's a good sign yep. that he's on his way to come back. Also, we're still waiting to hear what happens with Julius Randle. Yep, the wait and see method is because they're trying to see if he can rehab and rest it mm-hmm. and kind of just do corrective exercises and get back. 
because a surgical option, I think, would not come out for the rest of the year. Well, yeah, and it's been tough. Josh Hart has basically been like holding this team together with grit and duct tape um, mm-hmm. because also even Jalen Brunson yeah. and Josh Hartenstein have been not playing as much as they usually do. So yeah. four and eight with only Josh Hart is yeah. like, well, Josh Dante, Hart, they've got... 18 got rebounds for Josh Hart last night. I, I, I said this the other day. He reminds me of... Charlie Day's character and it's always sunny in Philadelphia where they make him do all the what they call it Charlie work so it's like yeah, killing the rats oh, and like, the Josh work the he's Josh good work. at it though he's good at it though yeah alright well if the Knicks can get healthy it's not too late not too late the door's open but they've got to get healthy speaking of healthy should we go to the doctor I think we should Dr. Alhassan Dr. Wilder you need it in exam room 4 where did she put it? Denise, did you give her the right instruction? Preparation H on her toes? This is... Oh, I, I gotta go. My two o'clock is here. Damn it, we lost another one. Oh, God. I'm so sorry, Dr. Alhassan. I thought we did everything we could for the Detroit Pistons, but... DOA. Uh, thank you for coming today. As you know, we've been working on this study of these, these various uh, entities mm-hmm. in the association. Um, I think it's time that... We go over some of our findings, and I'd love to hear what your recent research has has showed in your work with these patients. Some of these numbers are damning, Dr. Wilder. Damning, I say. Ugh. Let's start with the Los Angeles Lakers. What are you seeing from these these recent numbers? Well, the patient has been exhibiting some improvement. Okay. 10 and 5 in the last 15. All right. Net rating that's positive as opposed to last time we saw them. We had a negative net rating. Which is... That's a huge warning sign. Very detrimental to the health of the organization, yeah, yeah. right? And an improvement in their three-point percentage. Really? Yes, they've now risen to top 10 in the last 15 games. So that gives me some hope that we've got something going on. Now, we know that the main artery here, LeBron mm-hmm. James, mm-hmm. was responsible for 11 of 13 field goals made, either made or assisted by the Lakers in that huge comeback win versus the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I like... That they're finding ways to thrive. I'm worried too much stress on that LeBron James. I was going to say, anytime you have one main artery carrying most of the blood to the rest of the mm. body, it puts you at it puts you at risk for for disaster. To be quite honest, especially when that artery has been around as long as it has. Now, Doctor Wilder, I'm going to be very blunt and honest with you. Okay. I'm giving this patient a 50/50 chance of that LeBron James artery remaining. There's a 50% chance that it'll be obliterated by the end of the season. So, Have you told the family? No. Let's keep monitoring, right. and we'll see how it goes from there. Okay, so the Golden State Warriors. Now, yeah. what was interesting to me, uh, Dr. Alhassan, when I saw your initial report, it mm. seems that the vitamin K and CP3 uh, levels have been working in the background better than we might have thought. Yeah, they're, they're starting to stabilize. That vitamin K was up and down. I really didn't like that number. Mm-hmm. And now we're starting to get some stability. The CP3 numbers obviously were very low for a long time, yep. but now we've gotten them back up to snuff. And here's a great thing. In the last 15 games, yeah. 12 and 3. Really? And the third best net rating in all the league. I love their net rating at 8.8. And guess what, Charlotte? What? This team, despite being called undersized and small, the best rebound percentage of any team in the last 15 games. So things have been looking up. I like the improvement. I like the the bounce back here. Yep. It looked touch and go for a little bit there. It did. And we we almost, they, Honestly, at one point, they, they came close to flatlining. We almost had to perform a Draymondectomy. 
Yeah. Take it out the system completely. But again, we got it to stabilize. And I think, uh, I talked to the patient, mm. they're going to be taking it easy for the rest of the season here. Okay. They, they've got a pretty easy schedule, fifth easiest strength of schedule mm-hmm. remaining. I think that easy living mm-hmm. can give them time to recuperate and rejuvenate. Now, one thing I am worried about, that Wiggins. That that, Listen, wi- that that Wiggins bone is just a little... We don't know what's going on with the Wiggins bone, and Dr. Mm. Kerr would like to respect the patient's privacy because it's a personal matter. Uh, so I think they're going to need that, though. Yes. I think that that is going to be something that they are going to miss, so we should keep an eye on that Absolutely. moving forward. Now, Dr. Alhassan, something very interesting to me mm. here is the Milwaukee Bucks okay. um, because... Despite hiring a doctor to make daily house calls, you know, it does not seem to have changed too much in this patient's prognosis. One would hope or one would think an in-house doc would be a great sign. Pretty much should be all you need when you have a patient who could be this healthy. And I sometimes worry about this particular doc because this particular doc does have a tendency to blame the patient for many of their ills as opposed to finding solutions. Doc, that's what you're there for. We're here to find solutions as well. The defense has risen. Okay. That's a good sign. Great. We've gotten better there. Yep. We know that offensively they're doing great. Mm -hmm. So now it's how do we get a level of synergy, I would say, between our two you know, you want to be in sync. This is and now this might sound like a little Eastern medicine. Okay. But I'm telling you, they want the alignment in the mind, the body, and the soul. And right now, they're kind of misaligned between your Giannis and your Dame. Really? We need to get the Giannis and Dame balanced like a yin and a yang Dr. almost. Dr. Alhassan, have you been talking to Dr. Phil Jackson a little too much recently? Uh, you know, maybe. Maybe take a visit out mm. there to Montana. Maybe, you, yeah. maybe but you know. Well, that could be good for the Constitution. Medicinal. Yeah. When it comes to Milwaukee, mm. I, I do worry that they are at risk of not raising these win levels too appropriate to where they should be if they are going to have any chance, really, in the East long term. Um, especially since, as you said, you know, some former patients of Doc have, have publicly said lack well, of accountability. A lot of malpractice lawsuits out there for, <laughs> for poor old Doc Rivers. We've got the Dallas Mavericks ah, here. Yes. Uh, the interesting numbers, they are 34-25, and 25, mm-hmm. seventh in the West, and yet... They have one of the strongest arteries in the entire association in Luka Doncic. Absolutely. He's pumping blood like no other. I also like, I, you know, I prescribed them. I put him on a regimen mm-hmm. of P.J. Washington and Daniel Gafford. They got on that, and that's been helping a lot. They also cut the Grant Williams out their diet. Chemistry, the body chemistry has gone up tremendously since then. Mm-hmm. So I do like those moves that they've done to take care of their lifestyle. Yeah. Now, here's the problem. Here's what I'm worried about. Yeah. They play in the Western Conference, and they are in the midst of a very, very strenuous, stressful part. The neighborhood they live in, 6789, full of bad news. Really? Yep. I mean, two of two of our prior patients are in there, the Warriors and the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're in this jostle with these teams, and they've got to figure it out. The other thing I, warn, I wonder about, again, mm-hmm. like our other patient, the Lakers, is there too much dependence on that one artery? Well, I, I would argue yes. I would also argue that if, if they're not careful, if they don't take care of themselves, if they don't adhere to those regimens that you've prescribed, that artery could yeah. burst. Yeah, so, we I don't mean, want that. nobody wants that, um, especially not people who are already scared of a patient we actually haven't seen in a long time, the Denver Nuggets. I don't mm. think they're on the docket today. Um the Celtics came in for a checkup, but... Clean bill of health. They're fine. They're listening to Mozart.
This thing hurts. That's it? Yeah.